0: Here we are, and welcome to a super edition of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. It is our annual Super Bowl commercial breakdown with Bobby Buttons himself, the official marketing uh, advertising wizard of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. He's here. Mark, welcome. Great to have you here. Thank
1: you. It's great to be here.
0: And Lily and Becky are here. They are under siege people. Their children are are winning the battle right now so i'm gonna quickly just tell them i love you guys i hope you're feeling okay i am i'm afraid to ask you how you're doing but also i'm just gonna jump in and tell you my story of how i'm doing is that okay lillian Beck?
2: that's totally fine
0: all right so I'm going to start with this story. And, and I think it does tie into the world of advertising and marketing and the danger of the algorithm and the danger of serving people what you think they already like. So I follow, I love eBay. You all know I love a good eBay purchase, a nice two for the price of one or buy three, get one free, use DVD situation. I'm into it. So I follow a few sellers who specialize in this. And one of the sellers. I get a regular update on what their newest editions are. Well, the other day, I get an email, a push email from eBay with top five new things added by this particular seller. And number two on the list was the Star Wars New Star Wars Visual Dictionary. Awesome. Who doesn't want that? Number one was Mein Kampf. And so, yeah, Mark, you get
2: i mean i'm on mute that's but i'm so also insane. speechless so like yeah. there's no sound like i'm yeah. just there's no okay. there's no sound coming so, out of so me that's one,
0: insane number one was mind comp so i did I, I i then i clicked on the link because i was like maybe this is now granted i believe this is the copy of mind Comfort that everyone can buy that has like the forward that says it's terrible but still it doesn't say but like that. also
3: is that really better than star wars
0: <laughs> right. So so like, number, just one,
3: even on number one number one new
0: item is MindConf. And so I click on MindConf and inside inside the MindConf listing, because I wanted to see what what this was, there was a review by a user who had who had received the book. Now sometimes these are just like great eBay, or, my my item came on time, right? Or a plus plus feedback just because that's part of eBay. No, on this one. This particular user says I have read this book on my Kindle and now to have an actual copy is wonderful great price like new. So so on top of that eBay is is and this is a verified purchase so this isn't a bot. So on top of this eBay is has is posted this 100% would recommend good value 100% Compelling content. That is the review of mine Company. That
2: is fucked up.
0: So, then <sighs> later that day, I get another push email. But,
3: like, wait, this has nothing to do. This is because you bought from this person, not because you like search Nazi or something. No, no, so, no. Like, I just get purposes. I get an update
0: on this seller's stuff <laughs> because they usually have like Steven Seagal DVDs from the nineties and <laughs> you know like Steve Martin <laughs> movies, right? So
2: like. They're basically saying Steven Seagal movies from the 90s are as bad as
0: right. mein Kampf. I don't know if they're saying that.
2: No, or just But like also that's all else.
1: eBay has to say about Mind Kampf? <laughs> that's, that's 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 all I they, guess they, they
2: can... don't editorialize, Mark. Wait.
0: So then then at 3:54 p.m., so later in the day because I clicked on Mind Kampf, subject line of the email. Mind Kampf, paperback Adolf Hitler listed by an experienced ebay seller samuel so like that's the that's the subject i thought
3: you're going to be like written by an experienced author
0: and so and so and then it said this is listed by an experienced ebay seller and then it says you recently viewed so it's only a matter of time before i get the ebay email that says it hasn't happened yet but it'll come mine comp is still listed are you interested so my 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 problem on many levels with this, though, is like, A, I'm Jewish and I have no interest in owning Mein Kampf. That's number one. I mean, no, I don't know who really should other than for purely academic purposes. But number two, with the way the algorithms work, let's say you're just white supremacy curious, right? Like you're on the fence. You want to experiment with a little white supremacy. And you click on a few things e is then going to, like, inundate you with, like, many opportunities to buy the item. And so I'm just waiting. I'm going to start getting, like, SS memorabilia and, like, Hitler's mustache wax or whatever. Like, it's only a matter of time before the algorithm takes over.
3: <laughs> I, I can't this... help. This is, anyway, it makes to your reference, but in Friday Night Dinner, the greatest show of all time. I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah. When the dad gets the sound and they're Jewish a book about world war ii for his birthday and it's just a book about the ss <laughs> it's a yes, he probably yes. got it on ebay
0: so so like so what but, but but like the real danger here is is that people like the when the robots take over and they just are trying to sell you stuff i can see like how you could be radicalized without even like right, like you should like I get Instagram ads for things that I wanna wanna buy. Sometimes I just can't imagine what the Instagram ads for the people are that are like slightly white supremacist. Like unsure, are you sure you want? You don't want mine, Kampf? Because we can sell it to you. Come on.
2: Right. It's like I one time I googled organic baby clothes, and now I'm like converting my children's entire wardrobe. You know. Right you were Showed organic baby clothes
1: curious and then boom
2: no organic yeah. curious and now i'm like full on <laughs> eco conscious it could so, be just as easy for nazis right so
0: exactly exactly so i i really think this is and and when people talk about freedom of speech and all these platforms you know i just realized in this moment and i know people have said much smarter things about this we don't really have the agency that we think we have on these platforms these platforms are 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 searching and analyzing and trying to serve us stuff to make us do more not to expose us to ideas or justice or all of those things and so um i'm i I guess i'm a little concerned and with that i'm going to turn to our in-house expert on advertising um, as we segue into the super bowl and just say how has algorithm algorithm marketing changed the world of advertising like what what is a major what is a major change, and then going into like Super Bowl era where it's the opposite of the algorithm, you're literally getting all the eyeballs, like narrow casting versus the ultimate broadcast
1: so at the risk of forcing you to have to do a second episode, I could really. Uh, go on about this but i think those those two are related
3: exciting we'll we'll have you back anytime to do episode. just give
1: us the short answer and then we'll talk about the same
3: i love that look
1: you know you know it's been been interesting because um there's been a couple of things happening over over time in, in marketing and advertising it used to be right that you would uh you would use mass media and you would find a big insight or something where you could connect to kind of as many people as possible and you'd make ads and and right but but so many things have been happening kind of all at the same time so one like if you imagine um whatever that was 1990 whatever that was four or five you know friends is on tv it's the most popular show in the world you could get 40 million people uh if, if you bought advertising in the episode of friends now you uh, you can't get 40 million people for anything right because because uh, the the world of of mass media is so fragmented, it's it's impossible to buy kind of at that kind of scale. So things like the Super Bowl become kind of the, your singular opportunities to reach people at a massive scale. The other part, right, is is um, to 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 use your terminology, right? Thing they call it programmatic, right? In sort of digital advertising, where you can use cookies, uh, you know, those tracking pixels inside. Oh yeah. yeah believe me, we know cookies. all about them. Yep. In our <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, uh, right. And, and, and now, um, target people on an individual basis or on a one-to-one basis or use things from their social media profiles to target them on a one-to-one basis. Basically what happens is a, a couple of things. Uh, one is that stuff is trackable. Um, and, and that stuff, um, can can be measured and counted. I know how many people clicked on it. I know how many, bit, and and therefore people have been putting more weight on that kind of stuff because they can show results, um, as opposed to I put this thing on TV. I'm pretty sure it's working, but I don't know. I can't point to anything that's actually. And so I think what's happened is the industry has over kind of corrected, overweighted towards this kind of stuff, and then what's happened is advertising gotten terrible. Right, it follows you around the internet. Right, even after you've purchased a thing, you're still getting ads for you know. And,
2: and like I was saying, like let's say you have to Google one thing that's not even like like your, your mom asks you a question, do so you like need to Google something, or you like heard something in a in a podcast and you Google this random thing that you're like not interested in buying or doing or going. I don't know. Like you look up, I don't know. Arctic spas because you heard something in a podcast. And then like for the next, I don't know, year, all you're getting is like flights to the Arctic and Arctic snowmobile rentals. and It's just like, it's unbelievable. Yes. So I get very anxious googling things that i'm not 100 sure i want to receive See, ads i for. go the
0: other way i google so many things that i, I feel like they I'm, don't know I, what
2: your algorithm
3: well, is, no, which I'm is i'm why just trying to
0: money. like my they're news,
3: offering you toilets
0: my right? news, they're just offering
2: you toilets
3: i
0: am on consist, your instagram i'm consistently offered this one toilet over and over and over but
2: that makes me feel like they know you perfectly <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, just do it <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the Super Bowl. This was a really interesting Super Bowl. This is a unique year. Everybody's at home. It actually supposedly had less ratings than other years. Um, Mark, why don't you ju- just set up the set up the the advertising environment concept going into this Super might Bowl? Might
2: have had hold on, I might have had less ratings because maybe there's a lot of people like me that didn't realize sports was still happening. <laughs> Like I didn't know there was a Super Bowl. I swear to God, I did not know there was a Super Bowl until I started getting all of these ads from all like the or posts from all the food bloggers I follow being like Super Bowl snacks. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. They're still doing a Super Bowl themed one. Even though there are no sports this year.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. That's
1: I think a- also there's there's probably people who like would would watch like to do something with friends for the Super Bowl, but like would like it, sitting
3: alone like, at their house, they don't give a yeah. Like reality. are not
1: like, can the Bucks pull this one out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, but, but if it was like a social gathering, they would have gone. That's that's interesting. Yeah.
1: I think that's fair. That's um, really <clears> yeah. So, so yeah, what's what's so, the, what's the environment? Uh, right. So so Super Bowl right is the biggest. It's it's the biggest audience of the year. It's your chance to make statements. There are some brands that uh, just you know show up in the Super Bowl. Or, or do it because it's going to be worth it to make a huge splash and get kind of all those people watching all at the same time. Um, this year, on average, the cost for a 30-second chunk of airtime was $5 million, uh, which, which is a pretty massive. Um, it's, it's been growing steadily. This is the highest. It,
3: it, I was going to ask, it's the high, is that the highest?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, it's, it's the highest that it's been. Um, and, and so, right, if, if you're working marketing advertising like this is the thing, it's the big show, everyone's eyes are going to be on it. And, and so there's a lot of pressure uh, you know, for brands to deliver stuff that everybody likes. that's going to do well in the ad meter um, and, and all that kind of stuff because it, it, is, it is really the one big occasion that, that advertisers have uh, to, to show up.
3: And do, do, be, do brands like work for a year on these? Or is this like a month, a month out? They're like, okay, who has an idea? Like-
1: well, it's interesting. In, in some cases, yes, right? And, and, and commitments are starting and they plan well in advance and, and that kind of stuff. But then there's other stuff. And, and I'm, sure, I'm sure we will talk about this uh, later on. There's other stuff like that Jeep ad where, where they basically got to the idea um, or the, you know, they decided to, to green light it like literally a month before. Or six weeks before. Whatever. Well,
3: before they realized he was going to get arrested.
1: I've got plenty more things to say about it other than getting arrested. <laughs> uh, but, but, that, but that is, you know, uh, a lot of this stuff is high production value, celebrities. You do just to get it done, you, you have to get on it well, well in advance.
3: Can I ask Mark one more quick, quick question? I just, it, do, you, is, do you have any ideas or any gauge of are there many more celebrities this year? or better celebrities this year because they have nothing else to do because of the pandemic? Or is it just about the same? Uh, that's
1: fair. I, 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 uh, that's a fair question. I don't know if in sheer number there's more, but I do think it, it's been better. Um, and, and I'm not sure if it's, it, it could be because of the pandemic. It could be because if you're going to kind of get return on your 5 million bucks, you, you really, you really kind of, you know, you're going to spend that
0: Jason Alexander money. I thought that's pretty good actually. That's shaggy money.
2: I feel like Um, for Tide, that's like a reasonable guess. Yes.
0: Well, and
1: and and the other thing that's been happening is um is just by by way of how things have gone with the pandemic and spending. So when the pandemic hit, right, in whatever that was Q the end of Q one, the end of the first quarter, second quarter last year, everybody stopped spending, they cut back their spend, right? And many of these companies which are consumer packaged goods, um, right? That make stuff like laundry detergents, soda, chips, whatever, like are doing amazing in the pandemic, right? In terms of sales, right? So, so uh, people have money, I think, to spend um, uh, in, in this case, which which could also explain potentially why.
0: Oh,
3: that's you're, interesting, you're seeing
1: That A class uh, of celebrity.
0: Okay, so one of the themes or maybe... It, this is, I guess, has been over looming, but in a year where there have been such uh, such a major visible movement for social justice, again, I don't want to say that it, it, it's new, the, the need and the movement and desire for social justice has been around. But this is a year that was very, very, very it was very much in the mainstream zeitgeist in a way I don't think any other time in my lifetime brands like for example anheuser-busch right that's that's budweiser right like they and Michelob, it, right, well, right, right. so it. they said that they weren't going to do the clydesdales or the the bud the budweiser commercial and and my my wife ali was like oh that's so cool and i was like oh huh, that's interesting and then, and then i was
3: asking because well, they were going to donate the money that they were right. going to spend on those ads to social but then we cars. still
0: got we still got like bud light and Michelob, and and i just bud lights commercials to me have really really suffered so they mean recently.
2: just the clydesdale they were just not going to do the clydesdale the,
1: the, for they the, like for the budweiser brand proper
2: got right. it but they did all the other brands and so, yeah
0: there's a little bit of infusion of these like deeper messages in some of the different ones um but at the same time, uh, like so, so does it work for a brand when they do that? When they say, "Oh, we're staying out," but then you see all of their other brands. Like, does anybody really like think, "Oh, Budweiser versus Bud Light"? Like, I don't. I'm. I just that's Budweiser to me.
1: No, it, it's a bit. It's a bit cheap, to be honest. Like, like that is them managing a portfolio of brands and saying Budweiser is not going to be in the Super Bowl. But the truth is, Budweiser was probably not going to be in the Super Bowl anyway. They weren't thinking. They were like, "What's the best thing we could do for the Budweiser brand? Advertise, altruism." <laughs> like, they, right, they, right? What, what, what you're seeing is, um, what you're seeing is a shift in a portfolio strategy in terms of where big marketing dollars are going to support, right? So, if you're pulling all these levers at Anheuser-Busch, right? Budweiser has been in decline for a long time. Uh, so, are you going to, you know, spend, you know, buy? And and in the past, they've bought multiple. Um, uh, uh, spots in the Super Bowl so you can spend 5 10 15 20 million dollars on airtime and then get the Clydesdales up and running spin your agency up um, you know and, and, and make these huge Super Bowl ads when your brands you got to vaccinate
0: the Clydesdales
1: <laughs> right right when, when in truth probably they were never going to support Budweiser proper in the game because
3: right, uh, right. That, that
1: that hard seltzer category is a massive massive and growing category. It's outrageous how big it is. White Claw is the, is the undisputed leader. Truly, which is a Boston beer company um, who, who appropriated the Clydesdales, and we can talk about that also after. Um, for Sam Adams, um, uh, right? So, so Bud Light Seltzer is actually way behind in that, and that's where all the growth is coming from. That's what all the kids are drinking. That's what young people are drinking. Health conscious people, whatever. So that's where all the growth in this category is <laughs> they coming. They
0: just want pure alcohol. They just yeah, yeah exactly. Alcohol I don't want it to taste with like some fruit,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I,
2: I admit, so then it, I don't, so then it feels I don't like those, Budweiser that's I is trying like to here. pass off their their you know exactly. That's why I said it's, it's off like... as basically getting on the brand wagon of of social justice it's that like it's like kendall jenner handing out a pepsi yeah, out protest yeah you're right well
1: i i would actually say it's slightly different kendall jenner tone. handing out a pepsi was uh, was was just it was it was horrible and egregious because it was in communication yeah. right it was just tasteless it was a horrible yeah. advertisement. super
3: tone deaf
1: yeah. tone deaf horrible advertising this is sneaky this is basically like We are never gonna. We were never gonna advertise in this game. We were giving the weight, the media weight, the money, the budgets to other brands in the portfolio that need support, right? Because we're trying to be competitive in other places. Yet we are we are gonna say, oh yeah, the money we would have spent, right? And 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 you're just trying to take advantage in in a in a kind of a sneaky way to say, look, if they're giving money, great. So you know they're they're actually putting their their money where their mouth is, and they're giving the money to to. to help vaccinate people, it, uh, you know, they deserve credit for that. But but exactly to your point, Lily, it's sneaky because they were never going to be in the game in the first place. All
0: right. So on the sneaky front, we're going to I guess we're going to do be like sneaky up front and then we'll get to some stuff we liked a little bit more. But I was particularly offended by the Uber Eats and DoorDash by local stuff. because oh, one, of, one of the major stories about them has been the like haircut that they're giving to the drivers and the businesses. And, and that now they're offering a service. Oh my there was a
2: horrifying story just this last week about DoorDash in the Bay Area that is like traumatic. And just, you could just see that they clearly don't support or pay their drivers nearly enough. And just it's, yeah. So it's,
0: it's a bunch of BS. I we we don't use those a ton. We've used them a very small amount for some specific specific situations. But in general, we've gone and done pickups to the places that we go to, or the places we go to locally are places that deliver anyway. Um, but I found the like use of Sesame Street and your neighborhood and like buy local for these massive companies that are, and again, I'm not someone who's against massive companies. I like big companies, but to me, it was extraordinarily tasteless. It was like war profiteers, like, like doing an ad about how great they were helping society. Um, am I now we reacted that way. Mark, how do you think those landed? To be
1: honest, I think they probably landed pretty well. I agree with you 100% and we're in the same way. And I could tell you stories from, from restaurants that, that, that we kind of frequent here in Madison, just in conversation with people about how they're being worked over by Uber Eats. And right, they're taking massive, um, uh, they take basically 30% uh, out of, out of, straight out of the restaurant's pockets when these, when these restaurants are trying to get by. But I think the truth is, to the, to the kind of uninitiated or the audience that doesn't pay attention or loves the convenience, I think they actually landed probably well because creatively they were kind of some of the more interesting ads of the night. I think- honestly, I definitely I,
3: agree with you there. Yeah, I for sure like agree I, with I, you. I think they had some of the better campaigns.
0: All right, all right, okay, cool, all right. okay. Even now, though let, it's terrible. Now let's talk about nostalgia. Now this is something that I live with a lot of anxiety about because I remember- 70s nostalgia and being like i don't really remember this stuff but it's fun to see like a starsky and hutch movie with ben stiller okay and now then 80s and 90s nostalgia is is great that's our sweet spot but now that we're getting to the like the i think the the mid the mid end of the 90s nostalgia like the shaggy it wasn't me commercial in particular i'm worried that it's going to end soon and suddenly we're no longer the people people are thing are marketing at and we're just going to have like things marketed like this is what our parents must feel like when 80s things are marketed where they're like what we were parenting we weren't paying attention to anything Well, did you see that um it was floating around twitter
1: basically they said um uh they were talking about the wonder years so so your your point about this ending soon i think is interesting um, they were talking about the Wonder Years, and so the Wonder Years, the Wonder Years um, was created in 1988, right? And it was set back to 1968.
2: I right. saw that.
1: Right, and and so like basically, it's like it'd be it be 2000 if you did that. Today, yeah, and we watched
0: that with our parents, and it was this bonding, generational bonding. That's what the right. Goldbergs is like for us and our kids. Right.
1: So I think I think to your point, like we're running out of runway probably on 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 nostalgia i i I don't know i think there's part of it which is like um there's something easy and fun about it so if you're trying to do super bowl you're trying to do right they're like yeah you know the the first thing advertisers think about is like who's our audience who's our target audience so who buys the chips mom (laughs) you know you know what i mean mom is
0: 38 years old, you know, whatever. She's
1: got right.
3: kids. Mom's so, clearly managing the Alexa, according to this, to this campaign. Oh my god, That, that, that
0: ad is a masterpiece.
3: <laughs> the Alexa ad?
0: With, with Michael B. Jordan? No,
2: I Boy, wanted yeah. to talk about that, but there's a symphony in my, the bathroom of my house. I, well,
3: uh, but we can we can get but, to that later. But I'm saying, according to Mark's point, like, who's, you know, who's the audience? Mom's buying the chips. And it made me think of the Alexa.
1: So I, I think there's a couple of things that nostalgia does. Like, like you. So you make a connection that way. Easy. Right. Instead of, you know, when you're trying to appeal to an audience, you're trying to make some kind of a connection with some kind of insight. Or, or something. So you know, you have some companies be like, "Isn't it crazy being a mom today? Aren't you so busy?" Like you know, there, there's that kind of stuff. And and you know, nostalgia is kind of a bit of a shortcut, which is like, "Remember this? That was fun." Um, and 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 it, it, you know what I mean? It's easy. And I think look, it, something is going on from a pandemic perspective that has brought back the importance of a lot of nostalgia. One of the things Spotify was seeing, for example, in its data on what people are playing, is 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 stuff that is nostalgic to them stuff that they remember as you know from being kids or from high school or from being a fun time or whatever there's something going on i think either with you know some combination of pandemic insurrection climate change existential you know whatever that that is just that it's is it's like how my dad happy.
0: talks about the 50s I, right?
1: I, I yeah that what i mean think about life in the 90s it was awesome
0: <laughs> i mean we talk about the 90s I'm, I'm,
3: compared to this i mean definitely
0: yeah pre 911 90s right?
1: god everything was like amazing you know everything was <laughs> friendly and great and fun and like you know um and, and everything was you know the internet was just starting like you know i don't know so uh, i i think it's it's kind of an easy fun shortcut basically but, uh,
3: but my, i i am curious what you guys think about yes i love that throwback and i know show you have a lot to say about the Wayne's world but then like sprinkling on a little 2021 for the kids, I find that annoying. And the TikTok thing, I don't know if that was in the trailer for the commercial or the teaser for the commercial, the actual commercial, because now commercials have trailers and teasers. But um, but yeah, I don't I was I found that
2: annoying
3: as like for someone who's loving the nostalgia. But if we
2: can get into favorite and shine,
0: yeah, let's let's get into oh, our favorites. Oh
2: my god. Did I love that Alexa ad. It was perfect. I felt like it just, it it would build, like there was a build to it. With like each new little fantasy, there was was like a story happening and a build. And it was about the product, but not about the product. Like it was just the right amount where I'm like, oh, in the background of my head, I'm like, oh yeah, it's about this device, but it's really about this very relatable fantasy (laughs) of like, what if, or like, Ooh, is that possible? You know? So Beck, was that
0: your, was that your MVP?
2: Hmm. 100% because I found that while like the Will Ferrell one made me laugh my face off. And there's like a few other ones that I really, really loved. um, This was funny in a very specific way. And I appreciate the specificity of it. And when you talk about who's your target audience, I think, like, for me, it just, it worked so well. Um, And and I thought it was, uh, like, for Super Bowl commercials or commercials in general, it actually felt, I mean, didn't feel like super crazy original, but it was just really well done, you know? I think the writing... And the production value, it was my, executed extremely well. My
0: only thing is that can they be trumped up for fraud? Because now I'm like, wait a minute, where's the Michael B. Jordan voice setting on the Alexa? Yeah, because even I'd like, rather have Michael B. Jordan.
2: before, right? In these types of ads, we have different celebrities doing the voice of the Alexa as if they're following you around being your Alexa. I remember that from like other ads, maybe or maybe Super Bowl related or not. But what was great about this one is that I feel like they leveled up in the storytelling of it. It was it was funny, it and the
0: husband was really funny.
2: Right, exactly. Instead of just making it a gimmick of like some funny comedian following you around doing the voice, it was like one woman's story, and you're in her marriage, and you're in these very relatable moments in people's lives. And it was, I think, the fact that they kept it to a single character. Um, and he was Michael B. Jordan was so funny in it. And the husband was so funny.
3: Uh,
2: I love uh, uh, when he's in the bathtub with her, fully dressed, uh, and he's just in the bathtub.
0: All right, Lily, who's your, what was your MVP?
3: Um, I my, my really like, I mean, I, I know Shai's to me, what you're going to say is amazing too, but I really like Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton. I don't even know what mobile service that was for.
0: Well, then but did it really work? I I couldn't stand yes, that ad. Yes, because now
2: I want to go back and find out. Fact, I watched a and lot of if, ads and I'm missing a lot of the ones that you talked about, that you're talking
3: I, about. I, I did not
2: see I, that one. I thought that was great because... Whoever
3: thought that up had the balls to call, or ovaries, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, call Gwen Stefani and be like, okay, can we please make fun of the fact that you're going to marry Blake Shelton? <laughs> and then she was like, let's do it. And he obviously was fine with it. And I thought that was so great because like Shia said this before, we are seeing so much celebrities making fun of themselves, playing themselves, playing bad versions of themselves. But when it's done well, I think it just hits yeah. the mark. And it's great. Can you describe the ad to me? I didn't see. Oh, it's easy. Gwen Stefani calls Adam Levine. And she's like, hey, I'm ready to start dating again. And she says the kind of guy she's looking for, a cultured, like, she makes a list of all these things. But because her service isn't good, he only hears uncultured, country, like, singer. Like, she's like, maybe someone from out of the country. He only hears, like, country. And, um... And so he then he's at a bar like or like a restaurant and Blake Shelton is like has nachos and like uh, wings or something. And he's walking right by him and he goes nachos and wings. And he's like, huh. And then when she goes on this blind date that Adam Levine sets her up on, it's Blake Shelton. And the commercial is like, don't let your mobile service like ruin your life or whatever. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't
0: even make sense narratively because they end up in love. So to me, it's a commercial for a bad mobile service. I hated that commercial
3: bronze tiebreaker bronze go um,
0: well, well my favorite was gm will Farrell. just so funny it made me think of eurovision which i loved and i am a gm customer so it made me very happy about the brand and it was about their it was environmentally friendly so i felt like it was it was actually like connected with my values
1: i i, I would also add to that if, if i may that like that that's a t- having having been actually literally in the middle of working on ads for electric vehicles for another com- car company like that. It's a hard, it's hard. It's a hard proposition. I think it's very really interesting the, the way that, that they've kind of come to attack it because basically when you're, when you're looking at the world of electric vehicles, you have Tesla, which is, you know, hot shit, tech bros, amazing, incredible, beautiful tech, whatever. And then you have like Nissan leaf, which is, you know, you know, and, and so, so it, it's, it's kind baby of, leaf. Yeah, it, it, and it's sort of a funny Right or Chevy Volt or whatever, like, like it's I it's love, an underdeveloped. I love
2: the I love the Volt. Someone make me a good ad for that car.
1: McCann, if you give me a good
2: ad, I'll buy it.
1: McCann, they're asking for it. Uh, mm. and so uh, so um, I I think um, it was just interesting from a from an example where it's like GM is taking up the mantle that you know that this country ought to be making and selling EVs, and they made the car look great and went. As opposed to how else do you sell electric vehicles? Well, you don't have to fill up your gas tank very often, or it's good for the environment. Like there are so many roads to electric vehicles that are sort of either played out or people don't really care about. I thought this was this was kind of a great swing at, at something,
0: and um, I like the competition angle. Like that the Norwegians are beating us, what? Because I think that's a very American approach too. It was great.
3: And all that, right. and so that also, we can't find uh,
2: Norway? I was going to say, the punchline of the whole idea that you're beating America, but then all the Americans end up in countries that are not Norway and they don't know where they are. I mean, it's kind of a, it really is a perfect punchline. It, it sums the I, whole thing I, up. I would
0: just, I would watch that movie. And, of whatever and the
3: tagline, is. "What Norway, we're coming for you or something, yeah, like, something so like that, good. that is point. So all right plus you well will ferrell like you could literally do anything i I'm, I'm impressed that they got
0: him let's talk about lvps and i feel like this is just a great point to insert the jeep commercial uh the the springsteen jeep commercial i'll just go with like i, I actually there are certain elements of the idea of the country coming together that i think are really important but on so many levels this was the wrong way to do it first of all I don't buy Springsteen in that role. Springsteen is an extremely like left wing politics person. And he is an extremely rich guy who is still playing this like man of the people thing. And on top of that, he's been selling this like Western image because of his last image about the West, his last album and movie about the Western skies or whatever. So for me, like, there are lots of things you could use Springsteen for. This was the definition of inauthentic and the incongruity with his message. And then, on top of the fact that it was a car commercial and a message that I think is like very delicate right now, like very delicate message. And, and just dropping that on, like, let's meet in the middle was so clunky.
2: I it was like, I just want to insert, Shy, sorry, that oh God, it wow. felt to me like it was made. In the month before it was due, because of all the things <laughs> you are saying, shy the inauthenticity, the um, casting, the script. But it all was, of it, it, That's it, what I'm that saying. saying. It that's what Bron. Um, what you're saying is that yes, it was like actually really only executed within like six weeks, probably of the Super Bowl. It exactly what I felt when I was watching, and I was like, so they just slap. They're like, here's a but here's an algorithm for things that. You know, here's an algorithm for Americana. We'll just the slap it together. Deep, it was like a word cloud come to life. It's <laughs> terrible.
1: So,
0: Mark, give us the analysis on the Jeep thing.
3: Uh,
1: okay, I got I got a lot to say about it. Um, I got a lot to say about it. Uh, let me. Uh, I'll start with like a bit of, of maybe, hopefully, some insight in terms of like you know how it came to life, and then I, I really do want to make a point that, that that you were talking about try in terms of you know meeting in the middle, and whether that's possible. Okay, so 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 Jeep. Um, so this is owned by whatever, I can't now even remember the parent company, this is FCA Chrysler kind of big kid parent company that has a, a, a track record actually of incredible Super Bowl ads. Like if you think about back, like, you know, m M&M and and imported from Detroit uh, uh, was was kind of one of the real kind of blockbusters probably 10 years ago now. Um, and then uh, it, it's sort of interesting. They got a lot in 2012. I don't know if you can remember that. Uh, they, they had an ad, which was um, uh, it was called a halftime in America. It was Clint Eastwood, you know, uh, kind of you know pushing the, the country back to you know get back on its feet. And we're doing, you know, it felt um, it, it felt vaguely political in one way, but motivating. Um, and and so you know they go big for for the game. Uh, the co- the guy who's in charge of marketing there is a guy named Olivier Francois, who is like having pitched to him multiple times. He is a massive jerk. In fact, as I was talking, I, 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 this is in the days before Zoom, they're um, pitching to him. He could only join in a video conference. We were, we were all the way to Detroit and we waited for 90 minutes to get in front of this guy. And he can only join from video conference from Italy. And he's standing there and we're in the middle of a thing. I'm, in, you know, in an impassioned, and here's why this is what. And the guy literally gets up walks off screen <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's just like, God, he comes back <laughs> minutes later. I was like, should we keep going? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so he, he's, is, he's is like a crazy music. He tells the story to everybody about it how he went to Eminem's house and convinced him to be in this thing. And so you imagine, you know, Bruce Springsteen in this thing, it's because he really wanted to make an ad with Bruce Springsteen. Um, and, but, but, and but
3: like Becky, he didn't know that sports
2: were still on?
1: That's possible. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's possible.
3: He was in Italy and he was like, <laughs> I'm
2: telling a the Super Bowl shit. It's a real argument. It's a real argument.
1: It's, it's possible. So, so what I think happened is a few things, right? That, that has to do with the production of it. And that has to do with all this. So first of all, this is Bruce Springsteen's first ever ad. This is the only time he's ever agreed to be in an ad. And as a massive like Bruce Springsteen fan, now I'm like, duh. Ah. <laughs> you know, it just, you know, it's it, never, it, it never meet your heroes.
2: Never meet your heroes. Well, and, and this and is then that I think, moment.
1: And then I think exactly Becky to your point, like the time. So it was shot by the guy that that he collaborated with to shoot Western. Oh, that
0: movie, which is why it looks like a commercial for that movie, which is well, a whole well, separate thing I have issues with.
1: Right. So now there's a question of who who wrote it, who had the vision for it, know Was was somebody checking on like, are the words of this really going to land? Is this really the message we're trying to send? Um, and then and then and then I'll, I'll say one more thing about it from an advertising perspective, and then I'll, I'll make the point about the middle. This is weird equity for Jeep to be sort of trumpeting. This kind of old timey, old fashioned cowboy meet in the middle in Kansas. Like that, that feels very weird for the Jeep brand, which is this four wheel drive. You know, their best work has been about literally this thing could climb up vertical. It can take you anywhere you want to go. It can handle any kind of situation. It feels weird for it to literally be in reverse. Like, can't we just go back to an old timey time when it was a. And then if you're going to be old timey about Jeep, this thing is a fascist fighting machine that that's literally jeep the the <laughs> origin of it was from a gp general purpose vehicle right oh. which which they brought to europe in world war ii to friggin drive people around in these like things. i think they could assemble them We what
2: i said i didn't know that that's, that's extreme- true
1: they could they could assemble them they could fly them or bring them over and assemble them that's
2: the that's the origin of jeep I want to see the anti fascist Jeep commercial. Well
1: that's that's what I'm saying. So 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 right to the next point is like this meeting in the middle is today is a compromise that that we just that cannot be made. Right? Like like yeah, let's just go back. Let's just all go in the middle. The middle is a shitty place at the moment. So that doesn't mean
3: Mark, just tell it Mark, tell it like it is. Well, I
1: know I mean I what I mean is is like that doesn't mean to get you in the
2: room with those people because
1: it doesn't mean people shouldn't see eye to eye. It doesn't mean people shouldn't try to understand each other, but you can't make a compromise on the on the progress that's happening. Like the middle he's referring to is a left, right, middle thing. And and that's a weird place. You can't go moment.
0: middle between white supremacy and social justice. That's
1: exactly it. You can't. That's there exactly is no. It.
0: And 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 now that you've given us this context of the Jeep was literally used to fight the Nazis, it makes it even more insane to tie it back to. Of course, bring it all back to our original mind cum conversation. I think I'm <laughs> I'm gonna leave. I think it's important to leave Super Bowl. I think on that note because I think that I don't think we're gonna get better Super Bowl discussion than what. Mark just dropped on us and so i'd love to move to our wrecks and shout outs now um wait, unless, wait,
2: wait. Oh, wait, but wait, wait, you can we... but
0: here's the thing you can wreck or shout out against a commercial during your wrecks and shout i out.
2: need to do a most improved
0: okay corno. so you can you can do that as part of your wrecks and shout outs that's my thing and i'm gonna becky since you're so excited you go first
2: wow wow no cow mmm
0: Mm. Oh, Oatly? That well, was the that was among the worst things well, I've ever seen in my well, life. I will officially because I watched
2: buy it that. and I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And then I watched the wrong video and it just looped it for like two minutes. I'm like, this is like a really long bad commercial. <laughs> She's see, even <laughs> She's singing, singing. <laughs> but I haven't been able to stop singing it. I have not. Been, it's in my head. It's an earworm like I've never experienced. So I have to give her <laughs> <it> credit for <laughs> <laughs> most improved because <laughs> it was effective. I also drink. <laughs> Oatly, that's what that's i'm so sorry that's our that's our uh, non-dairy milk of choice in the house is oatly and it is super amazing and delicious so same thing with us that's also our non-dairy milk
3: choice fair enough so
0: okay all right so becky what about other shout outs and rex
2: um I mean, is it okay that she's singing i mean just background? do your, do your mean, thing yeah um,
0: do the oatly commercial maybe they'll sponsor the podcast <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, After so, I said
0: it was the worst thing I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> but that doesn't, but like it, 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 it's, it's the thing. It's that something could be a bad commercial. Like this could be the worst thing you've ever seen, but it's effective. So maybe like that's like we clearly weren't going for, you know will ferrell gm jeep you know like or gm you know they were they weren't going for um alexa michael b jordan they were going for something like really weird and niche and strange okay
0: and i appreciate weird and niche yeah all right is that it for your shout outs and rex your daughter have more
2: sorry i i've completely lost am i even still here
0: you're still here yes
2: (laughs) um I I want to do an old school shout out to cousin Vanessa this week because I don't have um don't have much much time left in the Bay Area. I'm down to my last week, and so I want to make sure to be giving cousin Vanessa extra shout outs because she has been taking really good care of me in my last uh, my last couple of weeks here. She's been bringing me cheese board pizza and making sure I get to go on beautiful walks, and so lots of. Good shout outs to of Vanessa. And I literally have no Rex. I had to watch all these Super Bowl commercials. It's like the only thing I had free time for this week. So
0: you didn't even watch the Super Bowl. I
2: didn't even I didn't watch the Super Super Bowl and I didn't watch all the ads. Apparently I'm like missing half of them. So I don't know what I watched.
0: All right, Lily, how about you? Rex and shout outs.
2: Okay. I do not no shout recommend to Rex. that. Cheated. Well,
3: whatever. I don't recommend that Cheetos commercial. This We why cannot end
0: this. A, why is I she in like an can... evening gown in the shower eating chips? Like, he, on like the other day. hand, I can see our mother doing that with Doritos.
3: Fine. But honestly, I believe Springsteen <laughs> in you,
2: that Jeep in Kansas
3: before cast, I believe Mila Kunis with those cheesy fingers. Like, in all of those scenes, like in a closet. Our
2: mother, if they had cast our mother and father...
3: That there's would just, have been that, funny and realistic. I, I would love Mark to give me ten seconds what you thought about that because I just thought that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, if who? No, no. That I just was, love I seeing Shaggy more, in
0: ads. I like. We need more right, Shaggy. Sure,
3: but just like Mila Kunis and Kutcher, like there's just so much about that ad that was bleh. And then um, I do recommend though the Amy Schumer Hellman's commercial. And to oh, me, I that hated was like, that
0: commercial. No, but Ugh. that was
3: most improved because.
2: Mayonnaise is disgusting, so oh, well. I can eat like but, spoonfuls
0: of it. It's so oh good.
2: god, I'm gonna vomit. I always then lick the spoon a when I'm done. Using- mayonnaise is but, to me what boogers are to but, mom. But wait, then so, then then um,
3: cut to I was listening to her talk to Colbert about it. I think no, to Seth Meyers about it, and she was just like going so all in, and she was like, "Look, my best friend Jennifer Lawrence is the face of Dior, and I'm the face of mayonnaise." <laughs> she just owned it <laughs> so well. She's like, when Hellman calls you, you know, you answer. And just to me, like that, her owning that whole shtick. And then she, when I said, I think, Mark, I'm sure you know this, but she said in her contract as a celebrity for a Super Bowl commercial, she was allowed to say that she did not want the commercial to be put in, sandwiched in with other commercials that she was not aligned with in terms of like the values. So, as a clause, and she was like, just you know, so people know, and Hellman's was cool with that. So, I was like, hey, That's you know it. what? So, many days is still discussing, but cool ad. And just we're watching season two of The Code Australian Suspense Show about hackers and like journalists. And the, I like it. So, I'm recommending it. All
0: right. All right. Mark, what, what about you? Uh, your shout outs and Rex. Uh, have any of the shows I recommended to you recently, have you been able to sneak them into the schedule?
1: Uh the 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 honest truth is no. Um we well we we tried the Patriot. Um we tried the Patriot. Um but uh we didn't get into it. We tried a couple episodes, we didn't it, it, get into it.
0: It's a tu- you got to watch the Patriot all the way through. It's a it's a it's more for you the, the Patriots <laughs> it's it but it's worth it. The Patriot really is a great show and the music is amazing.
1: W- one thing that we did get into um, which is which has been interesting is Rami on uh, on Hulu, uh, which which has just been really really interesting. Um, it got it got really off the rails in the in the second kind of season from a you know storyline perspective. But I thought it, it was it, it it really especially at the beginning incredibly interesting about you know uh, from an an insight perspective into you know an Asia, uh, excuse me an Egyptian American family and and guy um you know in 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 the u.s and so in, in that way i thought i thought it was really really interesting it's also i don't i don't know if you guys know the show or, or if I'm, I'm i feel like you no guys no i don't know the, the show, show.
3: That's, no that's no really cool. well he he yeah he won the uh what, the emmy was it or the golden globe or something for the for the best actor uh for the show is that i you? don't have hulu so i can't watch it yeah yeah well, he, he got it, recognized last year for it, it. It
1: was really just incredible. Like not this um, year,
3: last year. I,
1: I just felt like um, yeah, best actor in musical or comedy. There is right. such a almost in the way, um, almost in the way I'm trying to think of an example. Like almost in the way Transparent handles, you know, contemporary American Jewish experience. It felt like this had such depth of kind of uh, insight and truth about. Um, about uh, an Egyptian-American experience uh, with, with, in, in growing up. You know, some, just some really powerful um, stuff, which, which, which I thought was, cool. was kind of really incredible. That's a
3: great wreck. Thank you. Also,
1: interestingly, there's a character, Steve, who is, um, who is uh, severely physically disabled, right? In wheelchair, like really physically disabled, severely. And what, what is interesting about the way he's portrayed is he's a total asshole, um, and w- which is which is so different from the way you know normally, uh, normally you have just a very one dimensional sympathetic portrait of of somebody like that. And uh, and anyway, I, so so uh, we we've we've been watching that it gets really off the rails in the second season. But um, but it, I think Ooh. as a as a piece of TV, it's pretty cool.
0: That's really cool. I talked for too
1: long during that segment. That's so. really
0: cool. No, no That's problem. That's
3: okay. I'll I'll give this my Rex
0: and shout outs or shout to, out to Rex. I have a I have a number of them this week, so I finally got to start watching Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which I admit I have started a number of times and, and never.
3: I'm not a fan.
0: But so but I'm I started I started the first episode many times, and it was usually late at night, and then I would you know fall asleep and lose and sort of lose interest lose interest in it but we needed something in between the night of and and our next murdery show and i wanted something fun but also interesting and so we watched the first two episodes which i would say almost is like a pilot movie in a way because it really just sets up the rest of the show and then once you get into episode two three now where we finish this episode seven a the music and the writing of the music is hilarious it's super super sharp all of the original music the the words like it, it it like the the jokes are are funny and complicated and um her character who like if you don't wait to see how the show develops at least in the first season I'm only in the first season her character really you're like wow this person's really messed up her character is really messed up that's part of the show she has severe psychological issues caused in particular by her mother but just in general and so there is a certain mental illness component to the show and then it has that Scrubs kind of real but also a little bit of imagination vibe that I like and the main actress Rebecca Bloom, uh, Rachel Bloom sorry she plays Rebecca Bunch is fantastic I would say the episode 6 was the best episode because it really did deal a lot with mental health episode 7 though was about her mother who is this really messed up jewish mother and and while it was a great episode and a great episode of tv it does remind me the what jonathan Brandman, one of our frequent guests has talked about is how how the jewish mother is actually quite demonized in american media as these like overbearing evil people and um I, i i think like this was well done But I would like to see a just straight up positive Jewish mother, because I think when we're talking about Mark's family and we're talking about our family, I've met Mark's mother. I've sent her flowers. (laughs) Rhoda's a great lady. (laughs) Everybody knows we give our mother a hard time, but she's a freaking saint. We like and I think I'd like to see the like wise Jewish mother who protects her children and is there to give them advice and support their dreams like I'd like to see a little bit more of that in media, and not just the like cliches of like all the neurosis and and um, and uh, you know sort of xenophobia and like things that kind of get thrown on to the Jewish mother. So so now I know there's probably more to do, and and again this episode of TV was really good, but it was a reminder of that to me. And so that's I'm just going to go into the soapbox on that. Started watching Prices Right with the kids, introduced them to Drew Carey's Prices Right, and it's just so much fun. And Drew Carey, by the way. An amazing host, different than Bob Barker, but also lots of nods to the to the original. So that's incredible. I have great memories of watching that show. Watched a documentary, a documentary on on Hulu about um, OnlyFans. That's this app that's sort of it's kind of like Patreon, but it's used it's used by a lot of different celebrities now. But it, it started off really as an app for sex workers and and like adult stars and and a lot of homemade uh, like sort of homemade versions of that is the best way to describe it i thought it was really interesting it's only an hour long and one of the great threads in it was this debate about celebrities getting into the business of using only fans and what's that done and whether that's helped or hurt the smaller creators and i, I think that's a great thread um as I, I mean we watched a lot this week um little women greta gerwig version that's just a superb movie with superb acting and such a awesome way to bring that movie into this into this era and the last third of it is really special the first two-thirds uh, we were all kind of confused but the last third really wraps it up really well and and makes the rest of it work and the acting is off the charts, so that's amazing and the subject of because we were looking at movies with the word little in it i also started watching little shop of horrors and the kids have walked in and out of that and mostly been like mad at me and terrified although there's a little bit of intriguingness that is a cool movie that the creature effects the music like that movie is awesome and last but not least we introduced our um we introduced our kids to Legally Blonde last night and it was a huge hit and next up Legally Blonde 2 Red White and Blonde so those are all the things. <laughs> oh, and I want to, and I want to give a shout out to, sorry, when I talked about crazy ex-girlfriend, Robin Coomer has started listening to our podcast and um, she's a crazy ex-girlfriend fan. And she said that,
3: um, I thought you were just going to call her a crazy ex-girlfriend.
0: No, 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 She's a <laughs> yeah. fan she's and, of, of the show and, and was, and was psyched for me to pitch it to you guys. And so you should check it out. And also she heard my appearance on um, uh, on Leah Jones's Finding Favorites podcast, where I talked about cereal. And she shared that she loves Golden Grams. And I said, My sister Lily's favorite is Golden Grams, too.
3: Best cereal ever. Mark, you let me know if you get a campaign for that one. Golden Grams? Uh, golden Grams. The I'll, greatest I'll, this was time.
2: amazing having you on i feel like i really learned a lot and it was i did learn a it was lot. so cool to hear your explanations you know i feel like we got a lot of behind the scenes info on this and
1: well, i had an awesome time and but i know I've, i didn't get i,
2: I, didn't, I
3: didn't yeah on, so I I know, we didn't get mark's favorite though did mark say his favorite of all of them
0: oh yeah what was your oh, favorite I, let's I, end well, on I, that and then do our socials and then we got to close out
3: sure
1: yeah. i i i, I I'm a little bit torn. Uh, I, if I had to say, I, I think, I think what uh, I'm with Shy um, on on Will Ferrell. I will give an extra shout out to Doctor Squatch. I don't know if you oh, that uh, I, that I also was, like that
3: one. Yeah, I, I think that. I think it's just like that. you know what I mean to just come in and,
1: and, and no BS yeah. and, and do it. And then I would say really, well, well, I hated all those Mount Paramount.
0: It's just oh, those were terrible. So I
1: get it. It's a mountain. And, the, and then there's all these people climbing the mountain And then the line is a mountain of entertainment It's really just kind of lazy yeah. and, uh, Especially <laughs> all, when you're dealing yeah. with all that kind of stuff Also it's uh, super
0: confusing Because it's actually the amalgamation Of multiple different services And they don't really make it clear That it's a rebrand of C- uh, CBS All Access Like it's a mess That, yes. that was, it was terrible Alright uh, Mark do you want people to follow you And if so where can they
1: uh that is a great question where can they i don't really do social media i guess uh my twitter, twitter like a little my, bit my twitter handle is is at uh uh mark with a k a-r-o-n-s-o-n
0: all right and lily where can people follow you
3: follow me on the twitter G G C H I C H I K gomez
2: on twitter
0: and becky where can people follow you and your amazing co-hosts over there
2: All right. Um, you can follow, you can follow us at paper BK princess on Twitter. Sometimes I tweet, sometimes I call out people when I don't like things they've written or said, watch out for it. I'm getting controversial on the Twitter. Oh
0: yeah. You got like a little Twitter, like strike against you for posting some. So yeah. So on Twitter, you post a reference to an article that talked about Nazis, and I and and that was immediately like struck down, but eBay well, is just I, loading I, me up with my right, comments.
2: Like, yeah, but, it, but anyways, I ended up re reposting the tweet when I and I did it. I like did I was able to do it without the word Nazi" in it. You know, so it's fine. Um, sometimes my kids tweet. You know, if you see some like gibberish on there, it could be them, it could be me. You just you don't know. But if you want to see me get fired up and a little spicy, follow me on Twitter. You know, retweet me a bit. Let's get
0: and your and your at your handle. At,
2: I said it at paper oh, oh, BK. bk princess,
0: which I coined, which I like. Yeah. Makes me so happy. All right, and you can you follow coined, me. You
3: coined both of them. Uh,
0: that's <laughs> both fair. Apart. You you can follow me at pancake for the table or pancake for table on twitter and instagram that's pancake the number four and table you can follow all the friday night movie shenanigans at friday night movie on twitter and instagram or friday night movie pod.com uh in a week in which our country uh, experienced i would say uh a little bit i would say a faltering on the front of justice this is the week of the impeachment trials resolution Um, There are still ways to support and engage in improving this country and the NAACP legal defense friend. And the Equal Justice Initiative are two ways to do it. So even if you're down because you don't like the results of the impeachment trial, you know what? There's lots of ways to still be engaged. And those are two amazing organizations, um, uh, particularly the, the work that um, NAACP Legal Defense Fund does for voting rights means a lot to me. So I, I really recommend checking out those programs. And with that, the theme music by What Does It Eat kicks in. And we dance our way into the uh, afternoon. Bye, guys.
3: Bye, guys. Thank you, Mark.
0: Great to see you.